Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Tell us some creepy stories. What do you What do you have out there in the uh, well, campfire Well, as box? I was going through this list today, and, and I was thinking about this show, one that really struck me was there was a gentleman who was an archaeologist who called the show back a couple of years ago, 2017. And he and his wife were assigned because uh, down south somewhere they were building a highway. And unfortunately, they went through this farm from the 1920s, and there were a bunch of unmarked graves. And they hit it with this radar that they use. And they wanted to treat these graves respectfully, but they had to relocate them for this highway because they had no idea that there were graves there. And they would dig up the graves. They would take photographs so they could make sure to put them back the way they were in the new place they'd be moved. So anyway, this guy was at home. Uh, he was working this job. His his wife was an anthropologist, so she was working with him. And uh, he decided to add an extension phone in his office uh, when people use landlines. <laughs> and anyway, so he did it, and that night he goes to bed and he lays down, and his phone in his office starts ringing. But only in his office, no other place in the house. He gets up, he answers it, and it's kind of like this <laughs> noise. He thought, that's weird. <laughs> he goes back to bed and it rings again. So anyway, the next morning he wakes up. And he's talking to his wife. And she said, I had the strangest dream. And he said, what? He said, she said, well, in the dream I woke up, a man came out of the bathroom and said, answer the phone. And I got up and answered the phone in your office. And a voice came on and it stopped, stopped and said, stop digging up the graves. Jeez. And, like uh, in a threatening way, too. Probably. Yeah, I said, stop digging up the graves. And she said, well, we can't because, you know, these are going to be taken up and we want to do the right thing and take care of these people. And the voice said, be careful. So anyway, he was dumbfounded and told her about the weird thing about the phone in the office ringing. She went back to get ready for the day, passed his office, and saw a picture by the, by the, by the phone. And she called him back. And she said, why is this here? And he said, why, why is what here? And there was a picture of one of the graves by the phone. Ooh. And the thing was, George, he said that he never put up one of those pictures by that phone, and neither did his wife. So it was something from beyond calling and saying, Stop digging the graves. Have these stories changed your views about life after death? I don't know that they've changed them. I think they've amplified them. And I know that you've had probably a similar experience. Uh, time after time, people have uh, called in with stories that really either one of two possibilities, either A, they're lying, or B, there really is something there. I think sometimes that, those are uh, a couple of the possibilities. I had a young lady who, uh, and I think for the most part, people are very sincere and they are not lying. I had a young lady uh, last year, 2018. She had been a um, school teacher, substitute school teacher. And she worked with kids like in the fourth grade. And uh, anyway... Um, one day she gets a note in her box. One of her students that she had just seen the previous day had been killed in a house fire. Oh, Tragic and horrible. And she couldn't get it off her mind. And she really liked this little boy, and he liked her, and she felt just terrible about it. And uh, anyway, uh, a night or two later, she had a dream, and the little boy came to her. 
and he said, I just wanted to let you know I'm okay, and uh, I did not get burned. Uh, he said, just, just a little bit of my hand got burned, but, but I'm okay. And she woke up crying, and in fact, when she was telling me the story, she was crying. But the thing of it was is she ended up going to the wake, and they had an open casket, and she saw the little boy. Mm. And there wasn't a burn on him except his hand. And it turned out that the little boy was trying to get out, and he put his hand on the doorknob oh, and couldn't get out. He did pass the smoke inhalation. Yeah. Very, very sad. On one hand, oh. extremely sad. I wish that would have never happened. But also very affirming in a way because he, uh, his consciousness obviously survived and communicated. And communicated with her. That's right. That, that, that he was okay. And time after time, people that know details of things that they shouldn't know. Um, uh, and and just uh, just amazing things that happen make me believe that we really do survive, and many times we communicate back to our uh, loved ones. Do you ever get stories from the other side that are enlightening and fun, or are they always kind of spooky? Um, I, I I would say that they're affirming. I don't know as much as fun. Occasionally, you'll have somebody who will kind of like have a little bit of fun. Actually, I had a story like that. Um, that it was, I thought was like a wink from a late uncle. Uh, I had been on a paranormal cruise with Micah Hanks. Uh, we oh, yeah, Micah, good guy. Mike is great. And uh, the great Rosemary Ellen Guiley. And uh, anyway, uh, they had a casino there, and we were doing our presentations for the day at sea. I went out through the casino to get some coffee because I had a sore throat. And there was this crane machine there with money in it, and one of the guys who was attending was playing it. And anyway, the thing was is that I, I thought immediately of my late uncle who died in 2013, who loved playing those machines in drugstores and things. He'd spend 10 bucks to win a little 99-cent doll. So anyway, I had an intense thought of him and said, man, he would love playing this machine for money, no less. All of a sudden, a woman walks next to this guy playing this machine, and he goes, she goes, John, John, guess what my late uncle's name was? <laughs> it yep. was John. It was John. And what I think that was was like a wink from the universe. My uncle was saying, hey, you were just thinking about me and how you wish that I was there. Well, I am there. And hello. And, and I think that sort of thing happens all the time to people. Jim Harold's website is his name, Jim Harold, H-A-R-O-L-D.com. And he also has Jim Harold's Campfire podcast, the Paranormal podcast. And you're also doing Jim Harold's Crime Scene. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's a show where I interview different people uh, about uh, true crime. Uh, we've had quite a few Pulitzer Prize winners on it, uh, and we just talk to these experts about these crimes. And, you know, I, I struggled with that topic because I thought, is this being sensationalistic and capitalizing on the sadness of these people? But the more I do it, the more I think it is a good thing because what it does is is it it, it gives the a cautionary tale. Maybe somebody doesn't do something that's potentially risky. Uh, maybe somebody turns on an extra light. Um, you know, maybe somebody calls a friend and tells them where they're going. Or, you know, maybe maybe you're just a little bit more careful. Maybe maybe the whole time I've been doing this podcast, which has been for several years, maybe it's helped one person, and one person didn't go exactly to a certain place. You never know. So I, I and I personally, the the cases I'm most interested in are the historic cases, the unsolved cases, 
And of course, we have things like uh, Jack the Ripper and, and the Lindberger, uh, Lindbergh baby uh, kidnapping That's and so forth. Story. But the one that fascinates me is in Cleveland, the torso murders. And few people know this. That's my hometown, Cleveland. Elliot Ness was in Cleveland after his time in Chicago, and this was one case he could not crack. He could not find the torso murder, murderer who murdered, I don't know, it was like maybe 10 people, and he would cut off their heads. And they would usually been, be found in these downtrodden areas of town and things. And not actually, I grew up in kind of a rough uh, place in town and and not too far they would mention the different streets and things and i knew those streets so i find those those cases absolutely fascinating what's one of the weirdest stories jim that has ever crossed your way well there was one a few years ago with a law enforcement officer and he got a report of a uh, naked man running around acting for lack of a better word crazy like a zombie yeah and he was acting like he was feral and he was looked like he was going to jump off of a bridge and so forth. And him and his partner uh, got this guy and subdued him. The, the guy, I don't want to get too graphic, but relieved himself right there. It was really disgusting. But anyway, it was very strange because this guy kind of grunted. He didn't speak or anything, and they couldn't figure out what was going on with him. So anyway, an, another uh, law enforcement, State Patrol, pulls up. This is a local uh, officer I'm talking about. And usually he knows all the state patrol who are on duty, right? But this guy he doesn't recognize. But as part of his report, he takes down his badge number. And the, usually they're real collegial. They get along real well. But uh, in this case, no. The guy's kind of nasty, and he said, well, we'll take it from here. And then an ambulance pulls up uh, to to take this guy away. Mm-hmm. And the same way, this officer writes down the number of the the ambulance. So anyway, he goes back, and he's talking to his fellow cops, and he says, you know what's weird is that, uh, you know, I don't recognize this patrolman, this state, uh, state patrol, and usually I know them all. And they looked up his badge number, and he talked to the dispatchers and everything. No such badge number exists. Oh. Wait. It, it, <laughs> gets, it gets better, huh? Yeah, they ran the number on that. That didn't exist either. Does that sound like a Men in Black scenario it, or what? It sure does. <laughs> it sure does. We get all kinds of strange stories, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, and I'm sure you feel this way too, once you think you've heard it all, you hear one more that throws you for a loop. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.